All right, let's get into today's message. We are on week four of our series called Bear Fruit. Everybody say Bear Fruit. Not Bear Grills, Bear Fruit, okay? So most of the students have no clue who Bear Grills is. I just realized that. Wow. Raise your hand if you know who Bear Grills is. All right, okay, okay. All right, we're, we're good. All right, we're close. All right, so let's jump into our scripture. The scripture that we've been going over for a little while. Let's throw it out there. Okay, sweet. Let's read this together. Or I'll read it and you just follow along. Don't start yelling at me, okay? All right, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Right? So, so love, joy. We already did that. We talked about that. That was a, that was a fun week. Peace and patience. That's a hard one. <laughs> a lot of us have some trouble with patience. Amen? Especially in this, like, microwave society that we live in. Everything happens so fast. You can order something from China and get it, like, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, actually, you probably can't. But uh, Amazon Prime makes me think that I can, right? Now that I, now I have Amazon Prime, anytime I order something, why is it not here, like, tomorrow, you know? But we get everything so fast, so fast. And, so f- and for us, it's hard to be patient. So love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, we did that one last week. And this week we're talking about faithfulness and gentleness. Faithfulness and gentleness. Who's ever heard those words? Faithfulness, anybody heard that one? Faithfulness and gentleness. So faithfulness, let's, let, we're going to jump right in. We're going to start talking about these things right now, okay? We're, I'm not going to fluff this up. We're going to dive right in, all right? Everybody, I'm, I'm going to do my little Michael Phelps warm-up. Then I'm going in, all right? Here we go. Number one, faithfulness. Let's talk about faithfulness. So I looked up, like I normally do, I looked up the definitions, right? Or a definition, but there's three here. So faithfulness. I looked it up on the internet, and this is what Google told me, okay? <laughs> Steadfast in affection or allegiance. Steadfast meaning like consistent. Steadfast in affection or allegiance. So, so like, for instance, we, we, we hear the word faithful or faithfulness. We hear it often in marriage, right? And so that's what, it's steadfast in affection. I love you, right? And in allegiance, meaning like, hey, you know, till death to his part type of a thing, okay? Faithfulness. Um, but that can also happen with our friends. Steadfast in affection or allegiance. Like, I've got, a, I've, got, I've got some close friends. I've got some best friends. I've got some, I've got some family members. I've got my brother. You know, I've got different people like that that I have. I have steadfast affection and, what was the other word? Allegiance to. Amen? So that's the first one. The second one was firm in adherence to promise or in observance of duty. You're like, what? So firm in adherence to promise means that I'm solid on me keeping my promise. Does that make sense? So, so, so if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right? Or like it says, 
in observance of duty. Uh, well, there's one person in the room right now I can think of right off the bat in observance of duty. And it's a good old Sergeant Matt Lawson back there, right? So, you know, years ago, he, he signed up to, to join the Marine Corps. And, he's, and he decided that he was going to fulfill a duty, right? So his faithfulness to the Marine Corps, his faithfulness to the country means that he would fulfill those things. Does that make sense? He would go when they told him to go. He would stay when they told him to stay. He would do whatever they said, right? That, that's, that was his faithfulness to that, right? Or the third one that is here is given with strong assurance. So like a faithful promise. I'll tell you something and it's given with strong assurance. It's going to happen, okay? So to be faithful is to be full of faith. Amen? To be faithful is to be full of what? It's pretty simple. It's faithful. <laughs> Just, you know? But it is to be also, being faithful is to be someone who others can have faith in. And so, so if I'm a faithful person, if I'm a faithful friend, if I'm a faithful husband, if I'm a faithful pastor, I am somebody that you can put your faith in. Raise your hand if you have a friend who's a faithful friend. You know, anybody know a faithful friend? All right? And so you might be, you might be kind of asking what, lo- what faithfulness is. And here's what faithfulness is from what I can tell. And I could be wrong, which is okay. If I'm wrong, that's fine. We'll come back to this later in like three months and I'll fix it, okay? <laughs> but what I think faithfulness is, I think faithfulness is loyalty and integrity put together. So loyalty is like, I'm sticking by this person no matter what, right? Some of the most loyal species on the earth is a dog, (laughs) right? You can do, it's sad, but you can do terrible things to a dog and they'll still love you, right? And we see it all the time and they don't deserve it. It's crazy. But it's like, I think I used this example a long time ago. Like if I locked like Ben in my trunk and I locked my dog Roxy in the trunk at the same time, and I left him there for like six hours. If I opened the trunk, Ben would be so mad. <laughs> He'd be like, bro, literally what? And Roxy would be like, dude, thank you so much for getting me out of here. Someone locked me in here. Thank you, Brett, right? Like there's just like this undying loyalty, right? So there's loyalty, but then faithfulness comes in with a little bit of integrity. Integrity is just being who you say, you're, say you are. Right? So the faithfulness is, is, is those things put together. So let's talk about. The loyalty aspect. Because we've talked about integrity before. Anybody remember when we talked about integrity being like the same person, right? Here's a couple questions to ask. Can someone trust you? Think to yourself. Think to yourself. Can, can, I, can I be trusted? Can I be trusted with someone's secrets? Can I be trusted with someone's heart? Can I be trusted to not cheat on my homework? Can I be trusted to, right, fill in the blank. Can I be trusted? Can I be trusted to when someone is talking bad about somebody I care about, can I be trusted to stand up for them? Can I be trusted to not be the person talking bad about someone? Amen? Can they trust that you'll have their back? Right? That's another question. Another question. Are you honest? (laughs) Don't raise your hand if you're not. (laughs) But think about it. Like, really think about it. Am I honest? Am I honest? Do I, do I mean what I say? Do I, right? Or do I, do I sometimes bend the truth? Or do I lie a little bit? Or do I, you know what I mean? So with faithfulness comes integrity. Are you who you say you are? 
who do you say, and the other question is, who do you say you are? So think about that. Integrity is being who you say you are, and l- l- let's roll this question through our heads. Who do we actually say that we are? Right? Yeah, it could be a person, or it could be, right, it could be anything. I, I could say that I am a soccer player, and you'd know that I'm lying. <laughs> right? I could tell you that I'm super duper short, and you'd say that I'm lying. I could also tell you that I'm seven feet tall, and you'd be like, Brett, you're lying. <laughs> right? So, so, so who, who do you actually say that you are? And the reason I'm saying this is what kind of things are you speaking over yourself? And, and, and some of us have been in places where we're not speaking healthy things over ourselves, and, and I, I've been there, and I get that, because I doubt myself, and I don't trust that I can make it. I don't trust that I can do it. I don't trust that I can be who God wants me to be. But I want to tell you today that if, you, uh, if God can create a whole universe by speaking something into existence, you can change your life around by speaking it into existence. Right? You can change the, the projection, uh, the trajectory of your life by speaking life into yourself, because there's power in words. God created the heavens and the earth with words, right? You can change your word, your world with words. The tough part about all this is that it seems that the idea of faithfulness and loyalty and those types of things, it seems as if those types of things have relatively left the room in our society (laughs) or left the conversation. We see it all the time. We champion someone. We love on someone. This person is awesome. We love them. We love them. We love them until it's inconvenient for us. Right? I've been there. Where it's like, oh, man, this person is just awesome. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're so great. They're so great. They're so great. And then all of a sudden it's been, it was inconvenient for me. Example, like when I was playing sports. <laughs> sports are kind of harsh sometimes. But I'd be playing and I was like, oh, man, this kid Younger than me, man, this, this junior, right, he's such a good quarterback. He's really good, really talented. He's going to be awesome. He's so great. He's so great. And then when I noticed that the coach was, like, thinking about playing him over me, I was like, he sucks, you know. He's terrible. Like, get a new job. Get a life, loser, right? No, I'm just kidding. But, like, but that, that's, like, a funny example of what happens oftentimes in our lives is we, we build these people up until it gets uncomfortable or inconvenient for us, and then we decide to tear them back down. Or here's, an, here, here's a hard one. We want others to succeed as long as they're behind me on the success rate. As long as I can benefit and look better, they can succeed. Think about that. Like, I want you to succeed as long as I'm succeeding more than you're succeeding. <laughs> right? I want to I champion you like this. But as soon as someone goes here and now you're following them, it like, gets really hard for us. We can't handle it because... We have, like, pride issues. We want to look a certain way. We want people to view us a certain way. And so we start talking about certain things like that. Well, this person, yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool. But who's ever heard that conversation? I, you know, I, I think, yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty nice. Like, they're a good person. But, you know, this one time, right? It can get pretty ugly, like, in, in whatever role that we're in. For me, I'll, get, I'll use myself as an example, right? Let, let's say I, I, have, I was best friends with, like, another worship leader from another church, you know? And then that, they start writing songs and releasing songs, and they're, like, getting famous. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, they're a really great worship leader, but there's some things going on in their life that re- they really need to figure out. So it's not, not a big deal or anything, but 
They're just terrible. I mean, I mean, no, they're nice, right? It's like as soon as we get uncomfortable, as soon as we get insecure, like we were really happy about this person in, their, in our relationship, and it's awesome, but as soon as we get insecure because of how they're succeeding, then we want to tear them back down. We see this famously in the Old Testament, Old, Old Testament story of Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, unfortunately, it was taken out of the biblical canon, and so it's not really in there anymore, but, but I'm trying to get it back in there, and no, I'm just kidding. But think about it. Who, who's seen Star Wars? Raise your hand if you've seen Star Wars. All right. If you haven't seen Star Wars, it's fine. We'll talk later. Um, there's salvation in Jesus, and so... Um, but Anakin Skywalker, he's the chosen one. Like, he's this, he's this kid who's supposed to be, like, he, he, he's supposed to bring balance to the force, you know? And he's, he's supposed to do all these things. I'm such a nerd. But, um, and, and, and so he, he's, like, supposed to be great. And he he's first gets started getting trained by, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn. And then Qui-Gon Jinn unfortunately dies. And so he get, the torch gets passed on. The, sorry, spoilers. My bad. So the torch, okay, come on. They've been out for longer than you've been alive. If you haven't seen them, come on. But, but and then the torch gets passed on to Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, and, and Anakin's like, I trust you, Obi-Wan. You're awesome, Obi-Wan. You're the best master there is, and all this kind of stuff. And as soon as Anakin wants to get into a place that he's not ready for yet, like, like physically and ability-wise and skill-wise and talent-wise, he's ready. But maturity-wise, he's not. Who's ever, who's ever been there, right? I'm ready for something because of my skill set and my giftings, but I have not put my heart in the right place yet. I talk about this all the time with, like, with some of our worship leaders and stuff like that. You could be the greatest singer in the world, but if you can't lay it down at the feet of Jesus, you can't, you're not going to be a good worship leader. Right? And so th- this is what we see with Anakin. He was supposed to be a great worship leader. No, I'm just kidding. But... And, Anakin was, well, he's supposed to be this great thing, and he wants to get on, on the Jedi Council and, and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, yes, you can get on the Jedi Council, but you're not going to be a master. And he's like, whoa. Wait a second, there's never ever been one of those, right? So he gets all upset, and then, and then, and then his heart starts turning. And then, he, and, then, and then someone prays on that and says, like, hey, like, you know, Padme, his wife, you know, she's going to die in childbirth, but you can save her if you don't join the dark side. He's like, what? You know? Okay, so he joins the dark side, and we know what happens to the rest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Homie turns into a shish kebab really quick, you know? <laughs> you know? He, get, he gets fried on the scene. But, but all of this happened, why? Because he was championing those people around him until they were holding him back. Until his view of himself, his pride got hurt, and then everything switched. Amen? Don't be like Anakin, okay? Be like Luke, all right? But this is like so many of us sometimes in life, we create these false narratives like Anakin did about this different stuff. We create these false narratives about people being out to get us, even though they were on our side the whole time. Loyalty and faithfulness seem to go out the door when it makes us look bad. Right when, 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 when we're loyal to somebody, but it champions them and not us, we tend to throw it, throw it out the door. Right? We'd much rather throw someone else under the bus before we make before we would make ourselves look bad. 
right? Don't raise your hand, but we've all been there, amen? <laughs> we, can tend to put, we can tend to put the blame on others for everything instead of owning our own mistake. Who's ever done that before? I'm raising my hand nice and high. Right, I'm, I make a mistake. I do something that was totally my fault. Were there variables to the equation? Sure. But I made a mistake. And because I want m- people to view me a certain way, then I find someone to take the fall. Like, well, yeah, I would have preached a good message last week, but Roxy would not stop barking in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't find. I'm just kidding. But whatever, you know, whatever it is, like I could, I would have done this well. But it's like in football for me. Oh yeah, I would have, I would have thrown like four touchdowns, but my offensive line can't block. So, you know, I can't. I just can't do it. You know. Worship would have been super great, but Zach missed a couple beats, so it's just, you know, like, (laughs) right? And everyone's like, Brett, no, you just, like, forgot the words to the song, bro. (laughs) Like, no, I wouldn't have forgot them if Zach would have been on beat. Right? But no, no, no. But it's this cycle, right? Right? You, we've, been, we've all been there. We've all been caught in this cycle of like, I, I cannot handle being viewed as, as, as different than I want to be viewed. So I'm going to take everybody down with me to get there. And that is the exact opposite of faithfulness. Faithfulness is saying like, hey, like, I, I, I will champion you. I'm loyal to you. I love you. You can trust me even if you succeed way more than I do. All right, there's stories in the Bible. You know how many disciples there was? Twelve. You know how many people wanted to be disciples? A lot. And it doesn't mean that their call was any less. It was just different. And if I ever catch myself wanting somebody else's call and wanting somebody else's life and wanting somebody else, why, I wanna, oh, well, I want to be called out into the water like Peter. And then I start tearing somebody down because they're fulfilling the call, their calling, which I thought was my calling. Amen. I can't be close or trust someone who I know would put the blame on me for a mistake that they made just to save their reputation. And neither can you. Think about it. You can't be close friends with somebody who would throw you under the bus the second they had the opportunity to. Right? Oh, we're really cool. I got your back no matter what. Hey, was that you that made the mistake or was that Brett? It was for sure Brett. <laughs> right? You're like, wait a second. I know for a fact, you know. It's like... And, and, and so me saying that, I can't be close to somebody, you can't be close to somebody like that. And if you're that person, you're not going to have very many close friends. Why? Because people can't trust. So the type of fruit that we're bearing should not be that type of fruit. The type of fruit that we're bearing should be faithfulness. Amen? The perfect story of this is Jesus. He does the exact opposite of what culture has taught us. Culture taught us that it's dog eat dog. Who's ever heard that? Bro, it's a dog eat dog world out there. Right, culture has taught us to grind our way to the top. Culture has, culture has taught us, if you could tear someone else down to make yourself look better, just do it. Culture has taught us, if someone's in your way, run them over. Right, hypothetically. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't even drive. <laughs> No, but what I mean is, like, like if, I'm, if, I'm trying to, if I'm trying to be successful in whatever I'm being successful at, Culture tells me that if someone else is in my way or being successful in that thing, then I need to tear them down. But that's not what Jesus would do. In fact, what Jesus did 
was take all the things that he didn't do and nail them to his cross or your cross and then got on it for you and took the blame for something he never did. It's the exact opposite of what culture, culture tells us to put the blame on somebody else so we can make it. Jesus says, I took all the blame so you could make it. And that's when the switch is. That, that's faithfulness. That's, hey, I want you to succeed no matter what. Right? That, that's when you know you're a faithful person. Is when, you could be, when you could coexist with someone who's doing the exact same thing as you. Right? Jesus said, I did nothing wrong, and I'll take the blame for it all. Exodus 19.5 says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession. Among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. So God says you will be his treasured possession if you're faithful to him. Amen? Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessings. Or in other translations, it says, A faithful man will be rich. <laughs> A lot of us are just waiting for our big break, man. I'm, just, I'm literally this close to being YouTube famous. Follow me on Twitch. <laughs> right? I'm so close. But the Bible says a faithful person will abound with blessings. But whoever ha hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. So whoever is grinding their way to the top at the expense of everybody else will not go unpunished. So to be faithful will give us favor with God and will show people who we really are. Why? Because we'll be known by our fruit. Amen? Faithfulness. Number two, gentleness. So we talked about faithfulness. You're like, bro, I get it. We're good. I'll be faithful, I promise. <laughs> Brad, I promise. Gentleness. The quality of being kind, tender, or mild-mannered. That's what Google said. Softness of action or effect, lightness. You know who is the most un not gentle person I've ever met in my life? My brother. He's, and I'm just kidding. He's gentle in spirit, but in, like, his everyday life, physical nature, he is not gentle. He, he uh, accidentally breaks things literally all the time. And, and so he, he, he's just, he's got that, like, I don't know my own strength type vibe, you know. Like, one time, it was, like, last summer or something, uh, we were driving the Forerunner, and, and the, hatch was, the hatch was open on the back. And I said, Evan, can you hop out and close the hatch real quick? He says, bro. I got you. I said, all right. Sounds good. So he goes out there and he goes, boom, and hits it with his hip like this. And it closes. And he walks back in and he says, so I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> like, this is not what I want to hear right after I just asked you to close the hatch. Like, wh what kind of bad news could you possibly have? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> He's like, I've got good news and bad news. I was like, all right, well, spill it. He's like, well, the hatch is closed. <laughs> That's the good news. <laughs> the bad news is I dented it, like, pretty bad. And I was like, you what? And he's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I just kind of, you know, threw my hip into it. And, and it, I don't know what happened. Your car is soft, and so it dented. And, uh, and I was like, bro, what? We ended up fixing it. It was totally fine. He felt so bad. He's like, bro, just let me know. I'll pay for it. But we fixed it. But who's ever met someone like that? Like, they can't, they can't be gentle at all. Like, my same brother. I've only got one, and he, when I was like 11 years old, 11, 12, 12 years old, 
we're outside, and he's like, he has his basketball, and he's like, I don't know what was going through his head. I can't pretend like I do. But he looks at me, and he goes, Brett, think fast. Boom, he throws it. And it hits my thumb, and boom, it blows my thumb out, dude. The whole, it's just, this whole top part right here was down here and facing the wrong direction. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like in shock. I was like looking at it. And the worst part about this was this was at like the dinner after my grandpa's memorial service. And so, like everything, everyone's all like, Ugh, you know, and my thumb's broken now. And I'm like. Uh, and I, and I, everyone makes fun of me still that, that was there because I said, he broke my finger. <laughs> I said that. I was like, he broke my finger. And, and, uh, and so it was all busted up. And, and they're like, bro, you need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. Thanks a lot, Evan. You know, broke my finger. Another time we were in the car. Another time we were in the car and he grabs a seatbelt. Who's ever had like a seatbelt that's like super wound up? You know, like the, like the pulley system works great. <laughs> So he's like, wow, this is super sick. So he goes, whoosh, and it goes, dude, right in the eye. Hits me. The, the buckle hits me in the eye. Cuts my eye open. Like, square, like just gushing blood. And I was like, dude, what? You know? And we're, like, on this road trip. My dad's like, my dad's like, Adette, check it out. Check it out. And she, like, looks back. He's like, is it bad? Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Do we need to stop at the hospital? Probably. They're like, we can't afford that. Keep going. Brett, put a napkin on it. I'm like, ah, my eye. You know? And so I'm like this the whole rest of the road trip until it scabs over, you know. There's another time. Same brother. So there's another time. We, we, were, we were, Evan, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> and you're brilliant and I look up to you, but you're crazy. But I, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's this one vacation we were on. We were going kayaking. And so everyone, you know, you, you go to the kayaking place, you get your kayak, and everyone has to get a life jacket because safety first, you know. <laughs> Come on, I can swim. So, so everyone's putting on their life jacket. Oh, does that fit? I was like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm a brick wall, so I don't know if this will fit. But no, I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. But so, so I, put on, <laughs> I put on this life vest. You know, they're like cushiony, you know. It's the one that like clips like this. Not the orange one. Don't catch me with one of those. But so I got this one that clips like here, you know, like a vest, you know. And, uh. So my brother's looking at me. <laughs> we're in this we're in this space that's like maybe this this store is maybe as wide as this, right? And he's just looking at me, just sizing me up. I'm like, what? You know? And then out of nowhere, boom! <laughs> and he punches me as hard as he can right in my chest. And I was like, what? <laughs> And this was like Danielle's first vacation with us, and I lost it. Like, I, 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 it was bad. So, like, he punched me in the chest, and, and I was like, and I grabbed him by the throat, and I threw him up against this vending machine. Boom! And I was like, don't freaking touch me, you know, and I'm like screaming at him, oh, you know, and I look over at Danielle, and she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Danielle's like, I need to leave now, you know. And I was like, oh, you know, everything, I got so bad. I was about to kill my brother. So I threw it, and I, so I let go. I was like, I need to cool off. You know, I walked outside with my life vest on, you know. My, my aqua socks and my life vest, you know. I'm so mad, you know. I'm, I PO'd. I'm so TO'd right now, looking like an absolute jamoke, you know. And uh, so I walk out there. Danielle's like, dude, are you okay? I was like, no. Yes, I got one. Let's go. Last week I got to cry. This week I got to snort. We're good. Okay, so. I'm two for two, baby. Come back next week if you want something crazy. You know, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So I went outside. Everything's fine. It's other time. Same brother. I, uh, you're like, dude, when are, when are these going to end? 
we were kids. And my brother, we used to share a room. My, when my brother turned like 10, he graduated from the room. And he, get, he got to go live in the guest room. It was like he was moving out. Like, like he packed, he like packed suitcases. <laughs> like, it, it, it's like downstairs. Like the guest bedroom was just downstairs. We were all upstairs. He was downstairs. So he packed these suitcases and he, and he walks out the door. And he comes back and looks at the door. Brett? I said, yeah. He's like, it's been fun, bro. Love you. And then he like walks out <laughs> to move downstairs. And uh, so anyways, he's 10 years old. He's a big kid now. And uh, so he's downstairs. So I, I used to go visit him in his room. Like it was like going to my brother's house, you know. And uh, he was like foreign to me. I was like, I'm going to. My mom's like, where are you going? Because I'd like pack my bag and put my shoes on. Where are you going? I'm going to Evan's room, you know. <laughs> so I walked down there. And this one time, uh, <laughs> Evan was... Uh, he was, like, in his room sitting on his bed, and he had this, like, like replica spear that, yep, uh-huh, and, uh, and he's, like, looking at it, and he's, like, touching the tip of it. He's, like, it's pretty sharp, you know, and he goes, I wonder if these things could actually kill someone, and I was, like, I was, like, yeah, I wonder, you know, <laughs> that's crazy, bro, you know, I'm, like, yeah, I wonder, you know, and then he's, and then I'm standing up against, like, you know, the those like uh, closets that have the door that goes like this. And so I'm standing up against the closet. He's like, I wonder if these actually worked. <laughs> and he just hugs it straight at me. And I, my life is flashing before my eyes, this thing. And my brother is like, he's not, he's not super good at throwing things, but for whatever reason, he turned into Patrick Mahomes because this thing was flying at me. And I was like, oh, my Lord. So I jump up. This is a true story, I promise. I, I, I jump up like this, you know. I can't do it now because, you know. So I, I jump up. I jump up. And this, and this spear, no joke, I'm not kidding. Okay, that was not that funny. No, I jump up, and this spear, no joke, goes like this through my legs, and I land on it. Oh, you know, and I, I fall over. I was like, ah, Evan, you know, what are you doing? You know, I was like seven, you know. Evan, he tried to kill me. He's like, well, I didn't, I didn't really try, but like, I just wanted to see if it was work. Like, he goes, does it count as trying if I didn't know 100% if it was going to kill you? Like, I. I, I didn't know for sure. Like, you had a pretty good chance of not dying. And I was like, I had a pretty good chance of dying, Evan. I'm trying to think if I have another one. <laughs> TED Talk with Brett. No, I think we're good. All right. There's plenty more, but we're fine for now. But let's get back to the talk. Gentleness. <laughs> you You all right? All right. I think being serious in church is a fruit of the Spirit, too, but I'm not sure. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Yeah, self-control is next week. Stay, stay, come, come through, you know what I mean? Uh, okay, Proverbs 51. Let's get back to Jesus, you know what I mean? Proverbs 51 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Who's ever had the hardest time giving a soft answer? Anybody? Someone, ca- someone comes at you all sideways, you know, and you're like, you know, they say something about you, and you're like, what? Excuse me, you know. It's so hard. It's so, when someone's yelling in your face, when someone's coming at you all crazy, it's so hard to give a soft answer. 
But the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. Have you, have you ever thought about it? Someone comes at you so mad. Have you ever just been nice? Just been super nice? Like, they can't stay mad. It's really funny. Someone's like, I swear, Brett. Like, if you ever do that again, I'm like, dude, I love you so much, you know? And they're like, what? Like, you're so awesome. You're gifted. You're talented. You're beautiful. They're like, What? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah, we're good. All right, bro. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like it just dies down, right? So it's true. It happens. The Bible says also in Matthew, we've talked about this before, blessed are the peacemakers, which is my favorite and least favorite scripture in the Bible because sometimes I don't want to be a peacemaker. Amen? So the reason Paul is writing here to the Galatians that we ought to be gentle is because Jesus is gentle. A lot of times the deciding factor on someone's encounter with Jesus is unfortunately us. So someone comes to church, someone, someone decides that they want to experience Jesus, and you're the only Christian they know. And maybe they were planning in two days to ask you if they could go to church with you, but they were upset with you at this day for whatever reason. They come at you, and you scream back at them. You get in a fight. Where does that leave Jesus? Right? It's tough. If I, I'm preaching to myself right now, you know, and I'm preaching to my brother. But no, I'm just kidding. But... It's tough. It's tough to be gentle. And there were times, like, you know, someone's probably thinking in their head, well, Jesus flipped tables and whipped people. So, okay, this is different. We'll talk about that later. But it was only once. <laughs> but Jesus said, you know, he, there, was, there was encounters where he, you know, he said, you know, let the, let, let the children come to me. You know, let, he said, hey, relax. You know, he was so gentle with people that people were trying to hurt and people were trying to stone people, like kill people for things that they did. And Jesus was like, no, like, let's give them a chance, you know. I came to... Jesus came to die on the cross for all of our sins because he loves us, because he's gentle. We have to recognize that we, are, that we have nothing to prove to anyone. I'm not defined by what anybody thinks about me, which is tough to say because we want people to think highly of us, amen? But I'm not defined by what anybody says about me. And you're like, how does this relate? It'll relate, I promise. I'm defined by what God says about me. And when I get to that place, when I get to the place where I trust what God says about me and I don't care what anybody else thinks about me, I don't care if they think I'm successful or not, I don't care if they think I'm cool or not, I don't care if they like how I dress, I don't care. If I trust who God says I am, I honestly don't care about those things. Why? Because what God says about me is way better than what anybody else can say about me. And when I get to that place, gentleness is so much easier because then I don't have the reaction of pride. When someone comes at me a certain way, I don't jump at them because they're, they're messing with my ego. I could care less. I couldn't care less. There you go. That's what it is. But, but it's hard. It's hard to get to that place. It's hard to not want people to think that we're really cool. Amen? <laughs> I'm there. One of my love languages is words of affirmation. This is terrible for me. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I, I want people to love me. But at the same time, like, what if I get my words of affirmation from God instead of from people? Amen? So when that happens, I can often react in a gentle way to even the harshest allegations. This is a hard statement that I wrote down. But I think we need to hear. Angry Christians are worse witnesses than happy atheists. Angry Christians will get people to not follow God quicker than a happy atheist would. Think about that. 
Think about being so bitter and so angry, even though you're a Christ follower, but being so bitter and so angry that someone who refuses to believe in God would have a better chance at getting someone to believe in him than you. Isn't that crazy? We do so much damage when we think that we have to fight and yell and command and correct folks. God has called us to love, amen? And when we, and when we can have the freedom to preach and to speak truth, when we are faithful to him and gentle in our approach, we can, we can have the freedom to, to, to speak the truth and to, be, and to preach in these things when, when we are faithful and when we're gentle in our approach. So be faithful, be trustworthy, and be a loyal friend this week. Amen? And be gentle. Why? Because people matter to God, and they should matter to you too. Amen? All right, stand up. We're done. Let's pray. God, we love you. Jesus, we, we, we are so grateful for your word. God, how it shapes our lives. God, how faithful you are and how gentle you are. God, we thank, we thank you that all these things that we've been reading in Scripture, all these fruit of the Spirit, God, we, we are so grateful that we can see the example from you. God, that when we're trying to love, we can look to you. When we're trying to be joyful, we can look to you. God, when we're trying to be kind, we can look to you. So this week, God, as we're trying to figure out what this faithfulness and gentleness stuff looks like, help us to look to you. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be gentle. Help us to love our friends like you would love them. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen.